I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Harper Collins, Simon & Schuster, Penguin Random House. Tell me, what's your dream? Most aspiring authors desire to be picked up by a major publishing house like the ones that I've mentioned. And so the chase ensues. But can we be honest? Not everyone gets their dream deal. My next guest received rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter. And for some people, that would have been the end of the story, but not for Raina Best. No, she was on a mission. She wanted to inspire children everywhere to be their best selves, even if they were a little different. And because of that mission, she made the decision to self-publish so that she could control her own destiny. And I'm so glad that she did because lives are being changed from that one decision. But transparently, the journey was not all sunshine and rainbows. There were some challenges that she had to navigate along the way. So I want to encourage you to check out this interview to be inspired and to be educated on what's in store as you pursue your dream to publish. Don't let it be a deterrent. Let this be an opportunity for you to go deep and learn so that you can write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. Enjoy. Well, Raina, thank you so much for being here with us on Publishing Secrets. Thank you for making the time to be here with us today. I know that the audience is going to be blessed by you sharing about your journey to becoming an author. So let's do this. Let's start at the beginning for you. Tell us about your book. What's the name of the book? And who did you have in mind as you were writing it? Yes, Coach Tim, thank you for having me. My book is called Animated Like Me. It was written in 2019. So what inspired my book is my 10 years of educational experience working with all types of kids, different backgrounds, disability or not. But mainly what inspired this whole book is my daughter and her struggles with inclusion, not feeling like she fits in, and a little bit of tricky background information. Um, we did at one point believe that she had ADHD, which is what the book is about. It's about ADHD, inclusion, self-acceptance, and the importance of building strong friendships. But we did believe she had ADHD at one point because there were a lot of little nuances and things she was doing. So we talked to several different people. And because she was an outstanding student, they just couldn't fathom someone who excelled in school having ADHD. For them, that didn't correlate. 
So we even took it a step further and we spoke to her doctor. We mentioned the things that she were doing and the things that we saw at home. And his response was, oh, she doesn't have ADHD. ADHD typically only resides in boys. And I just couldn't (laughs) accept. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. So I was just like, okay, you know what? Even if she did have ADHD, we're still going to love her. We're still going to accept her. We're not going to treat her the same. So let me just drop it. And maybe she doesn't have ADHD. Maybe it's me putting my own fears on her. So let me just take a step back (laughs) and uh, just let her grow up and be the young woman and the young lady that I'm raising her to be. Wow. And so the book is designed to help little ones be able to do that, right? To be able to embrace themselves and to go boldly into the future that God has for them. That's That's really inspiring. And I understand that as you were a child, there were some things that you had to deal with too. And you even just mentioned, you know, is this somewhat coming from some of the things that I may be afraid of? So tell us a little bit about your experience as a child and how that may have played into the book. Yeah. So I grew up um, in a single parent household. My mother, unfortunately, was addicted to drugs and At the age of 10, I had to make the decision to move in with my father. So that was a bit of a challenge for me to go from not having structure to trying to have structure in a household. And I felt alone a lot of the time. So in the story, you'll realize that Cameron, the zebra in the story, he doesn't really feel like he fits in. He doesn't really have a place and he feels alone. And so while living with my father, he is an awesome man, is an awesome father, but there were still some holes that he just couldn't fill. And so that's what caused me to turn to writing, to write short stories and poems that kind of transitioned into my adulthood. Wow. So started writing short stories. Give us a sense, at what age do you think this this writing bug started to, to get you? I started in middle school. I would write different little stories with celebrities in it and what I would do is I would put my friends names in it so they would be like Rana can you can you write me a story and put my name in it and so like that was the thing that I would do uh, throughout the whole school but honestly once I reached adulthood I didn't think I was going to be an author I didn't even write I didn't even have that in my mind so now that I am an author, it's just kind of like a full circle moment because it's like I this is not something that I wanted or thought that I wanted. Wow. That's so powerful, though, Raina, because, you know, sometimes we have these things that we enjoy when we are children. And as we grow and get responsible, <laughs> we put those things to the side. And, and maybe for someone that's listening to us today. Maybe if you were to go back, this seed for writing has has been there all along. There's been something within you that's been calling you to this. Maybe you just didn't hear it. So that may be a blessing to someone just to make that connection. So you didn't see yourself being in this space, but you know, just seeing what your daughter went through, it inspired you to take action and write the book. Now, was there a specific event that really kind of triggered this all for you? Like, when did you make the decision to say, I'm going to do this? You know, I, it wasn't really 
something that I was plotting on. It just kind of came to me. I always say that it was definitely something divine that sparked in me to just think of something to write about. And originally the animals in the, the story, they were humans. They were supposed to be little Black girls, little Black boys, but I wanted to make it universal. So I said, well, what can I do so that everyone can relate and so people that will know, like, you know, it's not just about Black and Brown people, you know, everyone goes through some type of struggle. And I said, well, let me make them zebras because they live in Africa. So why not? <laughs> like That kind of correlates. So let me make them zebras and then we're going to change their hair. We're going to make them make um, their hair all these different cool colors so that people can see that they're, yes, they're different, but they're all the same, which is what the message really is. We're all different. We all have these different complexities and things that we're going through, but we're all the same. Wow. That's really cool. So it, it finally came together. I'm going to move forward. I'm, I'm going to write this book. So give us a sense, like how long did it take? And I know that children's books are different, but it's still a process. So for you, like from the point that you made the decision to write it until you were finished, was that something that was a quick and easy process for you? Yeah. So going back to my childhood, since I am a poet and I try to write in poetry form, once I begin, it just flows and it just comes to me. So it took me maybe an hour to write, but the overall process took months trying to find an illustrator, allowing her into the process, into my headspace and what I want for the book. So the writing process was easy and quick, <laughs> mm-hmm. but the actual illustrating took some time, took some months. Took some, took some time. So I'm guessing that there are people out in the audience that may also want to write a book that has illustrations. So talk a little bit about, and I heard you even say, before I would let her into my space. So talk to us a little bit about this process that you went through to even find the illustrator and just being able to settle on one to work with. What was that like? Yeah, so I originally wanted my best friend to work on the project because she's an, an amazing artist. But one thing about that is you can have the talent to draw, but you have to know how to kind of digitally do it since you are going to create these pictures and, and make them beautiful. So it she was amazing, but I knew for her taking on the process of learning how to upload it and paint it on a computer, it was just too much for her. So I wanted to outsource uh, some resources. And I joined a Facebook group and I seen some people talking about the website Fiverr and hiring someone on Fiverr. So I was a little skeptical at first because I didn't want to get scammed, you know, right. but once I, once I went on there, I read the reviews for my illustrator. She's under the borough and she had wonderful uh, illustrations. She's a very sweet girl. And I just messaged her and she, her response was quick. And I told her about the story and what I wanted and, and, Once she drew it out, I kind of made my adjustments and she was really good about changing things to fit what I wanted, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was from then on that that was going to be a partnership between her and I that I was going to keep going with. And so she's also 
illustrate my next book that's coming out soon. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. So some great nuggets for our listening audience. I heard you say that you checked out the reviews, which is critically important because you're right. There are unfortunately some instances where people have not had a great experience with Fiverr. So it definitely takes some research, which means you're going to need to invest some time in really doing your due diligence and having those conversations. I've used Fiverr in the past too. Same thing, looked at reviews. And what I learned after a while was, hey, let me message this person to to actually talk to them a little bit before I submit this order (laughs) to make sure that I feel good about this. And you also were able to see some of their work. So uh, those of you that are planning to use Fiverr, make sure that you do your due diligence before you make a commitment to work with someone. And then once you do find someone, if they do a good job for you, you want to hold on to that resource, especially if you have more books than you. So you found your illustrator, someone that could do a good job. But you said that this process took months, even though it only took you about an hour to write. So talk to us about some of the things that you experienced along the way as you were working to get the book published. I am a person that likes results right away. So this process really, (laughs) yeah, this process really made me say, okay, this is not going to happen overnight. I just need to take a step back. She knows what she's doing. I'm trusting her. We're working together. The communication is great. If I don't like it, I know I can speak up and let her know respectfully and she'll change it for me. So I was just on like this edge of my seat, just waiting, waiting for her to be done to the last page. And and when she was done, I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) (laughs) What's next? What's next? And that was a whole nother process that I had to look into. (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was a very, very on the edge experience, but also exciting because I got to little by little show people on Instagram and Facebook what I was doing and building up, you know, a little bit of anticipation for what's to come. Yeah, so. that's smart. That's definitely a, a nugget for the audience because, you know, sometimes as I work with aspiring authors, they want to wait, we want to wait until it's all done. And then I want to share it and talk about it then. But part of this is building keyword that you said, building interest and anticipation and getting people looking forward to your book. So you sharing your journey along the way actually starts to pull people in and make them curious about what you're doing. So it helps you to start building a following, which was really, really smart. And I also heard as you were talking through that, uh, for someone that's thinking about writing a book, it helps to know that there are stages to this process, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't just, you write it and then you find the illustrator, you get one and that's it. There were many other things that you had to work through, like the formatting and all of that good stuff, uh, which I still have some nightmares about from uh, my first book. So it, it is a process. And so it it helps the audience to know, hey, I've got a decision to make. Am I going to be the one that kind of manages that process and does the research? Because we talked about you had to do a lot of research to figure out what to do and how and joining different groups, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's one route to do it. You can hire somebody. My publishing partner can help you to do that. But you got to figure out what your path is going to be. And regardless of which path you choose, you've got to be willing to be patient as you go yeah. through this process. It's not going to happen overnight, is it? No. And persistence is key. Persistence mm-hmm. is definitely key. 
Yeah, absolutely. In in all things, right? Not just the writing, yeah. but what comes after. So we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. So you navigated through all of that, Raina. The book is published. Tell us about the moment when you know all of that patience that you had to exercise <laughs> paid off. When, when was the moment that you realized, okay, it was worth it? Once I finally got my book in hand and I was super excited to get it out there. I really didn't know how I was going to sell it, what website it was going to be on. So I just did more research on Ingram Spark, who I went through to publish the book. And I saw that they offered book placement on major book selling platforms like Walmart.com, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. And one of my main goals was to be a part of the Barnes and Nobles franchise in that that whole brand. And I saw that my book was on barnesandnobles.com and I just lost it. I was so (laughs) excited. And the cool thing that I learned about Walmart and Barnes and Noble, they're more likely to place your book in their actual store. If you go in and you talk to the managers and um, you kind of show that you're really interested in having your book in their store and you have a great cover and, you know, the book is it's fitting. If you go in and you ask them, hey, I'm interested. Well, you start off by saying, hey, I'm an author of such and such. My book is on your website, but I would love for it to be in your store. What process do I need to take to make that happen? And more than likely, they're going to say, well, what, what's the name of your book? Can you give me your ISBN number? And they look it up and they say, OK, I'll order five copies. And so I've done that countless of times. And right now I've managed to lock in six locations just by doing that. And so you kind of want to take that leap and you don't want to think that your book is not good enough or think that you're not a big enough brand to actually ask these companies to get your book placed in their stores. But my next step is to go into Walmart and do the same thing. So I'm crossing my fingers. Walmart's a little bit more tricky because they don't answer their phones. But <laughs> assistance, <definitely>, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be persistent. Persistence is going to be important. But man, there's so many huge nuggets. So I want to make sure that our listening audience doesn't miss this. This is the benefit of Ingram Spark. So some of you have heard me talk to my traditional publishing partner, Raquel, who also helps people if they really want to kind of go through the self-publishing yeah. process with her assistance. And she's a huge advocate for Ingram Spark because of the distribution power. Imagine your book being in Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, these major, major brands. People shop in these places all the time. So it gives you tremendous exposure. You don't want to miss out on that opportunity. So make sure that you team up with Ingram. And then I love the nugget about you just taking that extra step to say, okay, it's on the website, but I actually want it in the store. And just right. having the the courage, you know, that's really one thing that stands out to me, having the courage to go in and talk to someone and you've even given them some guidance on what to say, right? Because a lot of times yeah. you can talk yourself out of it. It's like, well, I don't know what to say. And it's really simple. Right. <laughs> Start a conversation and look at what that's done. So that's so amazing that you're in six stores. And I know um, that that's going to continue to multiply as you continue to be persistent You'll be in Walmart and other stores. So, wow, it's such a great accomplishment to be able to say that. So now the book is in 
a few stores, you're, you've got a plan to work on more. Tell us what's next for you. Where do you envision going from here? I have just been working diligently to promote Animated Like Me, but also my next project that will be releasing in this spring is called My Skin Has Shaped. It's a tale of skin pigmentation and self-love. And so this book is inspired by my second daughter. And I just want her, even though she's really young, I just want her to hone in on loving her skin and loving herself before that even becomes a challenge for her. And so expect that maybe next month. I'm going to cross my fingers. Ah, fingers crossed. <laughs> It's coming. coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Well, listen, you've been through it one time. So uh, right. now you have learned so much from the first time around. It's going to make the process even better and the product even better for the second one. So congratulations on continuing to move forward with writing. And we will definitely look forward to that second book. Now, I definitely want to make sure that the audience knows how they can pick up a copy. So we've already talked about it's online and some of those major retailers, but is there also a website that they can check out and they can follow you maybe on social media to see what you're up to next? Yes. So you can purchase a autographed copy from me on my website, rbscribes, that's R-B-S-C-R-I-B-E-S.com. And also, like I said before, I'm really passionate about getting this book um, to the hands of as many children as I can. So if you cannot afford to purchase a copy, there is a story time video on my page that is free and that the kids can watch if you're really interested in your kid listening to that. All my Instagram and Twitter handles, they're all the same, RB Scribes, and you can follow me over there and we can chat and we can uh, catch up. If you have any questions, I can answer those as well. Wow. I love that. I love your heart. Just putting that story time video out there for those that maybe um, can't make the investment or just may want to kind of check it out and see what your story is about. That allows them to kind of get a preview of the book before they make that commitment. So family, make sure that you head on over to the website, check it out so that you can also stay up to date on what's happening next. Go ahead and follow Raina on social media. Now, I'm curious as we prepare, I can't believe it, time is is flying, but I'm curious, you know, you've got the first book under your belt. You're working on the second one. You're almost there. Is this smooth sailing for you now or are there still challenges that you're dealing with and growing through as an author? Yes, most definitely. Um, As a new author, there's tons tons of things that you're going to run into, but I think the main thing is reviews getting a lot of reviews because sometimes reviews can be more important than an actual purchase. So uh, getting reviews has been a little bit of a challenge for me because people will buy the book, but they're not authors. So they don't know that, (laughs) you know, reviews are important. They're just like, girl, I bought your book. Why are you tripping? (laughs) (laughs) To be good, I bought it, right? (laughs) Right, 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 right. So reviews and then also uh, marketing. Marketing is big, but I'm learning as I go. And I realize like the more that I keep Googling things and, and going into these different Facebook groups and asking questions, 
marketing is becoming a little bit more easier. And then once you start, the ideas will just come to you on how to market your book. They'll just flow. That's good. So our, our audience can make that connection that, you know, as much of an accomplishment as it is to write the book and even get it published, there's some additional thing. There's still more work to do, right? I think, Raina, one of the things that I totally underestimated when I wrote my book is it's it's, it's a business. Like there's yeah. there's still a bunch of other stuff that you got to do. Like I thought, hey, I'm finished. The book is, is done. Check. But right. you're right. There's reviews that have to happen because reviews communicate to people that land on your site, whether or not this is something that they should buy. I, I know I personally look at reviews. We even talked about it with Fiverr, right? We look right. at reviews <laughs> to make our decisions. So you've got to figure out a strategy to get those and then just getting more exposure, you know, being able to have more people know about the book because, you know, I had to learn that too, right? Is it can be a really powerful message, but if no one knows about it, then the mission yeah. that you're trying to accomplish is not coming to its full fruition. So we're definitely praying with you and standing with you that those doors will continue to open. I know we connected in a Facebook group. So those yes. of you that are listening, make sure that you're on Facebook, you're getting in groups with other authors and aspiring authors. There are uh, lots of other people that are on the same journey as you. And then there are people like me that are, are reaching out and trying to help. So don't try to do this on your own. Get connected yeah. with other people that can help. And Raina, you even have a Facebook group. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. So tell the audience about your group in case someone listening wants to be a part of it. Yes. Yeah, so my Facebook group that I just started is called Pen Sisters. And it's for women who write, whether you're a poet, you're an author, you're a blogger, whatever you do, if you write songs, the group is for you. So um, if you can go on Facebook and type into the search engine pins, P-E-N, sisters, join our group, and we would love to have you. Yes, yes. So it, it is continuing to unfold what God yes. wants to do through you. And I'm excited about what you've been able to accomplish and what's next. Your dedication and persistence is to be admired. You know, just having had an opportunity to read about your journey that, even though you've got it published, you had another plan of how this was all going to get done. So tell us a little bit about this. Like, what was your dream and your vision for how this book would get published initially? I thought I was going to be J.K. Rowling, okay? So, <laughs> oh, we all. <laughs> so I, uh, originally, I reached out to different publications and different agents, and they were all telling me no, but one agent, she said something that really stuck with me. She said, this is a subjective business, which means that even though I may not like it, someone else will. And um, that really stuck with me because, you know, the publications and the other agents, they weren't flat out saying no, but they weren't really saying why. And so once she said, this is a subjective business, that really rung you know, and rung to me and, and sparked the idea that, okay, this isn't my final answer. The business is subjective. She doesn't like it. They don't like it, but someone else will. And so that's what made me want to self-publish because I believed in my mission and what I was called to do. Wow. That's a, a nugget for somebody listening to, right? I have clients that want to be traditionally published as well. I wanted to be traditionally published. And 
I think it's still a great goal to pursue, but there's yeah. a trade-off because you need someone else to buy into your vision to get published traditionally. When you self-publish, you are able to determine your own destiny. If you want to get it done and you want it to come out by June, you can make it happen and it'll come right. out by June, right? And it doesn't mean, uh, just in case somebody's listening is thinking, well, is it true that because I've self-published, I can't get traditionally published? The answer is no, it does happen. So yeah. know that if you're being called to move forward with your message, that self-publishing may be right for you and traditionally published books could be in your future. It's just the beginning. It's just yes. the first step. And I believe that that is true for you. So Raina, before you go, I would love for you to share with our audience, you know that these are aspiring authors. Some of them have started to write. Some of them have not yet started and need a little bit of encouragement. Some of them have tried the traditionally published route and they're in the stage of disappointment because they haven't gotten the result that they were hoping for. As you think about those that are listening, what piece of advice would you give them? I would say you want to remember your why. Why did you write the book? Why do we need your book? Why do, why do we need your book? And if you can think about that, think of a list of reasons, that is your reason to keep going. And also, I think it's important to know your story and how to not so much capitalize off your story, but use that to an advantage so dig deep within yourself. What did you go through that relates to your book that you can tell to the person that you're sitting next to waiting, I don't know, to get on the bus or wherever you're going or whatever you're doing. And also another thing that I, I just learned last week, you want to always try to, um, if you are an author, want to always try to use your story to um place it into the conversation, whatever the conversation is. How does that conversation relate to your book so that you can kind of throw that in there and, and market yourself and put yourself out there? And so, yeah, my advice would be to just know your why, know your story, and always find ways to plug yourself and, and market yourself and your brand. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to encourage and inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. In order to stay up to date on our episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will be notified. And if this episode has been a blessing to you, do me a favor, rate and review. Until next time, God bless.